For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The thrill of the chase. Yeah, it is thrill of the chase, and it is the Thursday night edition, not far away from another weekend, which we love, and plenty of sporting action, plenty of racing, plenty of football as well, kicking off tonight with the Lion, uh, with the Tigers and the Gold Coast Suns. A pleasure to have you with us. John Donahoe's my name. It's been a nice day from Cam and Tags, and hopefully we can find you some more winners. We've got racing Right across this great country and Victorian Greyhound Racing as well. We've got Sandown Park coming up later on tonight. Uh, and you'll hear that with uh, with the Lids Flyboys, Jason Bonington and Mitch Abaya as well. 0499 736 736. We've also got a couple more at Warrigal coming your way. And Warrnambool is about 18, 18 minutes away or so. 0499 736 736. Join us throughout the uh, evening or throughout the next hour or so. We're going to get Jimmy Vandermart on the line in just a moment. I think he's uh, just dialing himself in and hopefully we will have him uh, very, very shortly. It's been a nice afternoon for uh, for the fellas. We'll go through uh, with James Vandermart as well. As I just pull up the run sheet here. We're going to have a chat about the first day of the Heelsville Carnival on Sunday in the Winter Cup heats. We'll chat to Calvin Russell, the co-trainer of Custom Roof, who returned impressively at Hillsville this week. And uh, we'll also get uh, Jimmy's thoughts on Sandown Park tonight as well. And as I said, join us at any time. 0499 736 736. Jimmy Vandermart, have I got you there? I do, mate. I'm here. You've got me. I've got you. How are you travelling, Johnny? You going, good again? Going well, mate. Going very well. Can't complain. The weekend is That's the just around the corner. Yeah, look, it's been a good week, and uh, to think we're already at the weekend, it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, almost there anyway, and what a what a great way to lead into the weekend uh, with tonight's racing out at Sandown Park. It's a huge night. Uh, everywhere you look, there's feature racing, heats of the McKenna. It's going to be a ripping program, so we will dissect that in full a little bit later on in the show. And as I said, I'll, I'll try and get a hold of uh, the great man, Calvin Russell, to have a chat in regards to Custom Roof as well, as you just said a moment ago. Johnny, he's engaged on Sunday, and just thought it was nice to uh, to hear from a smaller trainer as well after he had a, a really impressive return to racing on the weekend. So plenty to come on this uh, great one-hour show. Absolutely. How was your afternoon, Jimmy? Busy, uh, to be honest. Very, very busy, mate. I've been running around. We've been trialling dogs at the meadows and, and all over the place today. So uh, the Thursdays can often be a, a little bit of a crazy day, mate. But we're about to uh, to slow down and, yeah, dissect this racing tonight and enjoy what should be a, a great night of racing. And I see Cole Galley's calling the, uh, the meeting out there tonight at Sandown Park. And I did read up as well, Kyle Galley's been calling for 25 years and it's his first mm. go having a crack at the Metro Racing. So good luck to him. Well done to Kyle. And I'm sure he's going to enjoy it thoroughly at Sandown Park tonight. I think it's about three or four weeks and I'll be back to uh, to full-time work at Sandown. Lovely. Uh, we've got Warrigal, Jimmy, in about uh, two minutes' time if, uh, if you've got a tip there. Yeah, look, there's been some decent racing down at uh, Warrigal today. We're cruising through the program, just having a look now. 
right at the end of the program. This is uh, coming up to race number nine. Favourites, the two, Red Nangana. Look, it's not an easy race, no matter how you look at this uh, event. I thought the six was a bit of a smoky, not because of its name, Johnny, but because it can begin on occasions and show really good early speed. It's going to need to in this race. And the one thing that does worry me, 50 starts, only two wins, but yet 14 minor placings. So, look, if I was forced to pick one, I'd maybe have a place bet on number six and just hope we can get out in front. But to be honest... Probably a race we sit on the fence and just let them go around. Lovely. Hey, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of feedback, a little bit of crackling coming through on your line there, Jimmy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're in a, a good spot. But actually, that's better right now. Is it's, it now? It's good. Literally, just uh, just fixed itself as I was oh. saying it. So perfect. We don't even need you to log off and log back on. Oh, but that beautiful. is perfect. No, that's good news, mate. No, I finally, as I said, I got that mower out the other day. So. Yes. I have uh, I have spent about the last hour running around like a headless baboon trying to uh, trying to mow the grass before it starts to rain again. So, yeah, look, uh, that's the the challenges of winter, I suppose, and the challenges of a, a person who's almost OCD when it comes to to grass. I love to have it all down like a golf course, um, and that way, it, uh, at least I'm happy. But uh, I need to I need to learn to be less fussy when it comes to grass. I think. Absolutely. Uh, did you mow it nice and uh, nice and low, like Wimbledon. Yeah. Oh, look, it's probably not as low as Wimbledon. I'd like to think of it as almost like a fairway leading up to, uh, you know, the, the 18th hole at a, at a nice golf course. I think that's probably the best way to look at it. And I must say, living on land, sometimes I do get a, a little bit excited, grab out the golf sticks and start hitting a, a few rounds. So hence the reason it has to be low. Otherwise, I won't find the balls with the way I hit them. <laughs> oh, I love it. 0499 736 736. Join us at any time you like and send through some tips for uh, for the boys, or for me, for me and Jimmy Vandermart very, very soon. Uh, the one at Warrigal from Maddie in Geelong. So hopefully uh, Maddie gets um, gets that one. And, and we've still got feedback from, I can't remember who it was, but um, old mate who you got, you were giving hats away and shoes away to. Yeah. He's looking, forward to, he's looking forward to receiving <laughs> a pair of size 11s from the James Vandermark collection. Oh, look. We'll do our best, won't we? We'll try and organise something. But um, no, look, it was that was terrific, though. The the listeners, they got involved. We knew we were struggling here to find, not so much find a winner, but find a winner in that race. And as it turned out, we went out to the crowd. The crowd gave us, or the family gave us a winner, and, and that's what we want to do. And I did notice as well that that greyhound that he tipped that won that race, Maximum Shim, came up on the internet, I believe, this morning or potentially last night on, on one of the websites for sale. So not only, if you, if you had a backed him, you'd be happy. If you won enough, you could almost go and buy him. He was for sale, I think, for 5000 So not too bad of a buy, considering. Yeah, absolutely. Warrigal, race number nine, not far away. Let's uh, let's get there now. You're staying out, Jimmy? Yeah, I think I'm going to. I was going to say Bomber Smokey, but let me sit out. I'm, I'm not too keen. Red Nangana's into 220 now. Heavily backed here. Moxon's filling up well. Ninth of 12 here at Logan Park. There's the green light. We're set to go. They're ready. Racing. Red Nangana a little bit slow to begin. Showing pace. Twilight Flame and going away swiftly. Audacious Pearl. Audacious Pearl the leader from Twilight Flame and going up there was Bombers Smokey. About two or three then to Tiger's Roar from Walk On Betty. Well back Red Nangana. Blazing Band at they corner. Audacious Pearl the frontrunner is doing it okay. Down the outside Tiger's Roar making late ground but it's Audacious Pearl a good winner by two lengths to Tiger's Roar. Third will be Bombers Smokey. Then on the outside was Meg Rose from Red Nangana. Audacious Pearl, number seven, Jimmy V. Uh, got the job done at good odds, $11.40. Number one, Tiger's Roar, and number six, Bombers Smokey. 
Yeah, I never should have jumped off the bomber's smoky ship. I said he looked a, a good place chance. He's paid 370 top toe, but I must say I chickened out. I, I, the, the stats overall were what worried me. 50 starts, two wins. It it wasn't a race jam-packed full of crazy talent. 23-14, the winner's time. Look, it's it's no world-beating time, that's for sure, but it was still a nice win from Audacious Pearl, whipping around the outside and, and dominating. Just quickly off the top as well, John, just want to mention the the GOTBA. They, they've striked when it comes to Greyhound Racing uh, for this Saturday, and they put the word out that they believe they wanted a, a few things for the owners, trainers and breeders in Victoria. They believe they're not happy with GRV without getting into, into too much detail. Effectively, they've organised a strike. Um, trainers haven't nominated, therefore there'll be no racing on Saturday. But GRV did release a, a press on their website saying that that prize money, I think it was 130-odd thousand or 160,000, don't quote me to the figure, uh, will not be uh, allocated in different ways to, uh, to participants. So... Yeah, look, there's a, a little bit going on when it comes to politics in greyhound racing here in Victoria, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as it progresses over time. Hey, Jimmy, that uh, that crackle has come back ever so slightly oh, at the moment. So Could what, be my cable. Yeah, it might be the cable. Just what I might do is just turn your mic off for 30 seconds, maybe just fiddle with the cable there, and um, hopefully we'll get you back on just because... Uh, we don't want the we don't obviously the listeners listening to the podcast to have any issues in their ears at the at the moment. But yeah, just fiddle with your cable and we'll come back to uh, James Vandermart in a moment. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. As I said, we're going to talk to Calvin Russell, the co-trainer of Custom Roof, who returned impressively at Hillsville this week. We'll get some tips and even still as well, we might get the uh, the old Peacock Mitchell Bayer in this studio as well if he rocks up before we are finished uh, and get some of his tips before he goes on with Jason Bonington, the watchdog and himself tonight with a big card coming up. Jimmy, that sounds a little bit better. I can't hear any crackling. A little bit better. Let's uh, let's hope it stays that way. It has been a bit up and down by the sounds of it. But uh, yeah, look, there's been plenty going on in the news world as well. I didn't put this down in the rundown, but they've had a, a few issues with a virus going around in New Zealand as well. You might have seen a little bit of racing off and on um, over there, I think they lost a, a full meeting. It may well have been on Tuesday. So I think it's similar to the, the Greyhound virus that went around here in Australia around around the time that the human version of the coronavirus kicked off. So hopefully uh, their racing can be back uh, back to full fields and back to normal pretty soon over there at New Zealand. The, the fields did seem a lot stronger today. So hopefully the, uh, the GRNZ team can get on top of that and, and they can continue racing well over there. All right, lovely. Hey, uh, do we want to? What do we want to recap first up? We want to go through uh, Shepparton, was it? Yeah, we'll That's have a look at uh, some of the results from from Shepparton. I must say, I didn't actually watch all of the races today, but I'm always on that Watchdog app, and I'm always just flicking through. Uh, my my wife probably thinks, gee, I've I've got an addiction to the Watchdog app because I I spend about 23 hours a day just flicking through results on there. But it is it is the best app to have if if you haven't got it, Johnny, you're falling behind. You can yeah, watch absolutely. replays. You can you can actually click and and bet through the Watchdog app effectively. So it is terrific. But race one up there, Aston Shogun won that. If you followed the form from this dog last start at Bendigo in a Vic Breeders' Heat, and you know, Johnny, you must be getting sick of me saying this. That form line is strong. If they've set them for a Vic Breeders like they did with this Greyhound, it normally means they've got some ability. Not only that, for memory on Friday in the heats of the Breeders up at Bendigo last week, he was backed in from around $10 into about $4. Today he went around at $2.40, safely got the job done from box number three, Ray Border combining with Craig Webb. Race two was won by a pretty promising type by the looks of it, Curator. 
Uh, got the job done, 25.49. That's a good run for that grade. Race three was a, a little bit of a messy race. It was won by our Flying Bolt. The fourth event, this was a nice little win. Roaring Rosa, she's got good early speed, likes to get across to the rail. She dominated going 25.58. Again, it's a good run for that class. Race five was won by Bag Secured. And just scrolling through the, the rest of the meeting, uh, back toward the end, I saw one that did, uh, did go nicely. Crown Jimmy. One race number nine in 22.06, which is a, a good run for a, a tier three grade seven event. And I've said this a couple of times, you don't expect a lot from the tier three grades. And race 12, this was this was a fitting result because I saw on the socials post-race, mm -hmm. Tigger Toy, number five, he's been a, a seriously good dog for the Formosa family, originally trained by uh, Joshy Formosa since he's moved down to to Victoria or closer down to, to Geelong, I should say. He was always in Victoria, but uh, he's moved down to the epicentre of, of Greyhound Racing training in a way down to, uh, to Team Daly. Uh, it, this Greyhound's been trained by his brother, Jordan Formosa, and he had his final start today, and, and what a fitting way to go out. He's, he's soon to be on a couch. He went 22-32 to win race number 12, and it was a full stake meeting as well. So effectively with Tier 3 racing, they race for 50% prize money almost. Um, today it was, the I think, once a month they do at Shepherd and a, a meeting for the restricted Greyhounds at the full prize money. So what a, what a nice way to go out for a Greyhound that really mm. probably is the definition of a money spinner. Absolutely, and nice to see the reserve box get up in the seventh you know my thoughts on the reserve jimmy and if i had watched it and known it was running i would have been on it you know that well you i remember i remember i said to you john too that if they're reserving tier racing it normally yeah. means they are potentially not the worst dog but they could almost be the best and when you look at aston tribute it was two dollars fifty where's the emergency rug and and gets the job done so you might be onto a sneaky little theory Absolutely. that uh, the punters might be able to follow oh i've told you for a long time james and you know i'm not a uh you know, I'm not a, a, a big connoisseur of the whole racing game. I work in the racing game. I observe it, but I don't know it like the back of my hand. But the one mm. thing I do know is the reserve is always a good chance. It's always the best you're dog a, in the race. You're ahead of the curve, aren't you, Johnny? <laughs> you're always one step ahead of the rest. All right. Hey, <laughs> well, let's let's get to a break, and then it's time for us to fill some pockets, I reckon, Jimmy, because we've got Warrnambool like. race number one in five minutes, followed by Warrigal race number nine, and we've got an interview coming up. So we have a packed couple of minutes. Huge. Absolutely huge. Absolutely. James Vandermart's that voice you're hearing. This voice, me, John Donahoe. We've got more Thrill of the Chase coming your way on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Thrill of the Chase on a Thursday night, and we're really just winding up now. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you, and I reckon it's time to fill a couple of pockets, and we do it all for the Watchdog app. Open a Black Book account and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. You'll hear the watchy with Mitch Bayer, the Peacock, and uh, Jason Bonington coming up after 6 o'clock. But I reckon it's time, like a good night out, Jimmy, that's the main event, but let's do pre-drinks now, and let's go to Warrnambool and really just get things going before the main event later on. You reminded me of a young bloke then because it's been a long, long time since I heard the term <laughs> pre-drinks. Yeah, but uh, by gee, when I was in the late teens, uh, pre-drinks at least Friday, Saturday and Sunday <laughs> night. But um, no, look, I think this race here, number two, is clearly the dog to beat, Mapunga Jam. I thought that um, she'd win last start at Geelong. Uh, box one didn't suit her, but it's a short run to the first corner, whereas Warnable over the 450, I think she's going to get more time to balance up and accelerate through. I fear she does want to use a little bit of the track, though. So mm -hmm. I'm not too sure if the $1.60 or, or that's about the price they're betting at the moment is worth taking, but I, I think she's clearly the runner to beat. All right. 0499 736 736. 
Roy in Templestowe saying Johnny leave the tipping to Jimmy. I I don't recall giving a tip, James. I'm not sure what. Have Roy's you got? Oh, your reserves. Oh, the reserves. Thinking yeah, of your reserves. Of course, yeah, but that's not me giving a tip. Bit that's of fun. Just me, uh, Bit of fun, Roy. That's just my strategy, Roy. <laughs> I I like to back the reserve dog. All right, let's get to Warrnambool now. That is on. Stand by for a start. They're off. Winning the start out deep was Emma's double. Good speed from Emma's one. They go forward towards the lead ahead of Emma's image through into third placing. Fourth, the inside was Sila Giblet. Very deep was Tinker Yap from a Punga Jim and Pandarika last and 10 off the lead. Emma's double brings him to the turn. Emma's one in second placing. In third, Sila Giblet to the outside. Emma's image in front. Emma's double. After it on the outside, Emma's image. And in the centre, Sila Giblet. Emma's double. Saw them all off and won. Beat uh, a wall of them there. Hey, there'll be a photo for second and third, Jimmy. I can't remember which one did you tip there. Was it was the eight, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, the two we went with, two, but um, yeah. the two was desperate for the outside. And I said that was the huge risk with the, with the favourite there. It was clearly the best dog in the race. And if you miss that race, go on and watch the Watchdog app replay. If you reverse the box draws, put the two in box eight and the eight in box mm. two. I'm telling you now, Mapunga Gem would have won that by oh. eight lengths. Just did so much wrong. Desperate for the outside. Keep an eye on that dog, though. I, I think Mapunga Gem could end up being a city-class dog, especially if it gets room uh, to its outside. I'm just seeing if it snaps second in the last stride. It's come from nowhere. Um, it is in a very, very close photo for second yeah. placing, but number eight's won it at about 20 to one. Yeah, it's got, uh, what is it, top tote here, $18, $18.70 dollars and $4.50. For the uh, for the win and the eight, uh, the two has got second Mapunga Gem at dollar fifty, uh, and we're still waiting on a Something. photo for third as well. Hey, Warrigal fast approaching on the back of it. Have you got one here? I do. I, I think I'm onto something here. Um, at down at uh, Warrigal number two. I think it's a very very good each way chance. Bit of pepper. It will lead when the lid's open. I don't doubt that. Um, needs to hold that lead and retain the front going into the first corner. Um, I just think it's $7. For a greyhound who should be out a length and a half, two lengths in front when the lids fly, I think it's worth having a, a small each-way play. Um, the concern is, though, if something is to get close to it uh, through that first corner, potentially number one luxury art. The last four runs have only been fair, but did win at sale in 30.08, five runs ago over the 5.20, which I think is is competitive enough in a race like this. Alfie Mercado's a chance, so's Aston Percival, and I think we've said about Fab Rocket on the last couple of weeks that he's been desperately unlucky and, and ran really well. Little Nelly's drawn box eight and looks well-placed. So it's a tough race. I'm just hoping the check can get a big enough lead on the field and, and be hard to beat. And also, I was just reading up uh, right prior before we went on air, uh, hot off the press, sadly, that uh, Jan Brooks recently passed away. She's uh, a well-known trainer in the, the Gippsland area. So valet to uh, to Jan Brooks, and, and she was a, not just a lover of greyhounds, but a, a lover of all animals, and she'll be sorely missed. Absolutely. Very sad news there. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six Jimmy. <clears throat> That's the famous phone number. I'm just waiting yes. on Warrigal here. We'll get to the ten dollars nearly this dog. What number are we? I'm just trying to work. Uh, number two. Number, number two. two. Don't worry right about there. the reserve here, Johnny, because no. I didn't get a run. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think eight fifties. Eight fifty is a fair price because we're gonna. As I said, look, we need a bit of luck. We don't want them getting too close to us early. But I honestly think she can lead. Bit of pepper. Um, and if she's two or three lengths in front when the lids fly, well, that might be half the way to, to winning the race. We probably need a little bit of packing up behind, but if that happens to take place, I think we could be off and gone here. Let's hope so anyway. 
Absolutely. They're just behind the boxes now. Have we heard back from our uh, from our potential interview tonight, James? I tell you what, we haven't yet, but he would be kicking himself if he, if he doesn't mm. uh, get a hold of my message because I know he loves the on-air time, the great man, Calvin oh, Russell. Yeah. So if, uh, or you wouldn't believe it, as I speak Bang. about Calvin, he... It's just saying now that he's he's seen my message, oh. and I'm telling you now, the fact he's seen my message, I sent it to him an hour and a half ago. It's taken him this long to see it. Love I guarantee it. you. He'll be back. Here we go. Yeah. He'll do it. Oh, He'll do beautiful. It. And on We've that got note, him. let's We've go to Warrigal race number 10. So we're all uh, secured away. There is the uh, green light, and we're set to go. Race number 10. Racing, Luxury Arts missed the start, showing pace, bit of pepper, going away quickly too, busy Izzy, and diving through now Aston Percival. Aston Percival got get a, gets away from Little Nelly up to second, third there was Fab Rocket, then for the back was bit of pepper, and behind those Elfie Makedo and busy Izzy, but around the corner, Aston Percival with that good dash shortly after the start, and it'll bolt in. Aston Percival by five. Gee, the two, it, it bolted out of the boxes, James, and it looked like it was going to yeah. be a good thing, but, jeez, uh, it's been overrun. Aston Percival, uh, number six, gets the job done. $3. Little Nelly, uh, number eight, is the second placer there. And a photo for third between, I think, the four and, I want to say, the seven, but I'm not sure. Honestly, twenty two sixty eight for a tier three. Um, we had no chance of winning that. You know, we, we were banking on leading like we did by two or three lengths and, and there being that little bit of drama uh, back behind the speed. It just didn't play out that way. Aston Percival got a run through, uh, handled the awkward draw and 22.69. That, that's quick enough to push the better class dogs at Warrigal, let alone win race 10 on a, on a Thursday in a, in a tier three type of meeting. But hey, the good news is we, we may not have got the winner there, but we've got Calvin Russell confirmed. So we're going to have a chat, learn a little bit about this great man. And he's he's got a kennel set up by the name of Strike Park. We have spoken to him on the show, but that was a long, long time ago. And he's got this young greyhound, Custom Roof, who returned to the racetrack in fine style this week. So looking forward to, to hearing Kelvin's story and finding out how he got involved in greyhound racing and mm. how good Custom Roof might just be. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well. We're going to head to the news now in just a moment. 0499 736 736. Then through your thoughts. Of course, we are here for the Watchdog app. Open a Black Book account. Never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again big game of footy tonight james uh, as well you know i like to weave in a little bit of the great yep. game we've got uh, we've got a big weekend of footy 18 teams in victoria can you believe it of all places oh. for them to be after the last year or so uh, they're all in in the great state of uh, of victoria and uh, and it kicks yeah. off tonight with richmond and the gold coast are, are any of the uh, the betting agencies affiliated with SEN Track at the moment? I'm, I'm not too sure exactly who's who's who in the zoo. Uh, well, we got obviously Ladbrokes, and uh, on a on a Thursday yeah. is our great betting partner. Why is that? Okay, no, because I wasn't sure which which of the. Uh, the, the groups it was when it comes to uh, to the corporates, but they did release a very funny photo this afternoon, and it was a photo of Stephen Bradbury, um, yes. and they put down Victoria on top of Stephen Bradbury, and then all of the other states are the guys that are falling behind. Because I mean, honestly, who who would have thought we'd we'd be in the position we are right now? I mean, we're, we're just about the only place in the whole of Australia that's that's lockdown free, and. Look, it's it's yeah, it's it's tough. We know that for the, for the people who are interstate and, and going through what we've gone through for such a long time. And fingers crossed, uh, they can get over it and move on like we have here. And, and hopefully, it doesn't uh, venture its its horrible head down to uh, to Victoria once again. But yeah, who, who would have thought honestly that there there would ever be a hub for AFL in Melbourne after what happened last year and, and the early part of this year as well? It's crazy. 
Absolutely. All right, Jimmy, let's get to a break. We'll get to Calvin on the other side of the break and we'll find some more winners as well. The Bull race number two is just six minutes away. It is Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you on a Thursday night. Do not go anywhere because we've got plenty more racing coming your way. SEN Track. The new- Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. It is Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe, James Vandermar with you. And Jimmy, uh, we've got a very special guest on the line. Joining us is the trainer of Custom Roof, who returned very impressively at Hillsville last uh, this week. Calvin Russell joins us on the line. Calvin, welcome. Thanks for giving up some of your time. And it was an impressive run uh, this week at Hillsville. Hey, fellas. Good to be on. No, yeah, no, it was good to have him back. He's one of the dogs to get out of bed early in the morning for. Uh, you know, like... There's a few there that are pretty steady, but he's sort of like, um, he's probably my fastest dog and my best dog. Still got a lot to learn and he's been injury prone, but we've been lucky enough to get him going for a while and he held up beautifully on Monday and got the job done. So He did return Monday, jump from box number two, Calvin. Uh, 16.68, he ran up the straight at Hillsville, which is, is absolutely low flying. And you must have just been tickled pink with a performance, knowing that he's, he's had two and a half months on the sideline. Was, were you, I know you were confident that he'd run well. Were you expecting him to go that well? Well, I, to be honest with you, James, I thought there'd be traffic to navigate when you're sort of that 300. He's not probably really a 300-metre speedster. He's more of a wind-up sort of dog. And I thought if he's got to come from behind two or three of those speedy little bitches that were drawn out in the middle, I thought it might be a bit of a... You know, a bit troublesome for him, but probably after 30 metres, he poked his sort of beak up inside him, and I thought, hello, he's, he could get through his gears without being held up. And you know, Well, as we saw the last 100, he's really got a big engine once he gets going. Typical big Barsha, big 35-kilo Barsha bale dog. He just really hit the line hard. So. Now, this this time last year, I think it was, we got you on uh, SEN Track on this show, and you gave us a tip for a dog to follow, and I'm pretty sure, moving forward, the dog was about 100 to 1 the next start and ran a place. Have you got anything like that in the kennel that you can say, look, this is something to follow, or a young dog that is looking like it's going to be pretty promising? Uh, young dog, I've got a young dog. He won, actually had his first go at the coursing on uh, last Sunday at Longwood. James, he was he's a youngster by Wormburner, who we bred ourselves, and yep. along with their bloke that owns him, Barry Waters, and he had his he made his debut, and he actually was lucky enough to win. We um, he's very sort of strong, typical Wormburner dog. Looks like he wants to run a bit of ground. But he sort of got just sort of got through his heat, won his semi pretty easy, and then won the final quite well. So he he sort of shown us a little bit, but that was a really good stepping stone for us. His name's Wonders Magic. So yeah. All right, Wonders Magic. We've popped him in the black book now. Wonders Magic. I just want to go back to the start, Calvin, and we'll chat a little bit in a moment about your current setup with your partner, uh, Strike Park Racing, and and you're also breeding at the moment as well. But f- for you, we've got Warnable in two minutes, so we will cross to that race in just a tick. I'm tipping number one there, Violet Rose. But for you, Calvin, wh- where did it all begin? Where did the love for Greyhound Racing begin? Uh, the, I think it's just in the blood. James, I, my grandfather passed away when I was only weeks old, and he was a trainer um, down in Footscray and sort of Brooklyn area down in in, Victoria, in Melbourne. Uh, I never got, obviously never got to meet him, but my father used to take me to Olympic Park and I think some of my first memories of sitting on Dad's shoulders at Olympic Park, I might have been three, four, five, and I knew then. It was. It sounds weird, but I think I knew then this is what I want to do. It was just that, and you know, the atmosphere, obviously, <laughs> the punting side, I probably didn't understand that then, but watching the dogs run, it was just, they're a majestic animal, and I've always loved them, so... 
It's a, it's a beautiful way to uh, to get involved. And look, for, for you right now, you, you're now obviously working with your partner and you've got Strike Park Kennels. Just talk us through a little bit about that setup and what you actually do there. Yeah, okay. Well, I've probably just been sort of training throughout the years, James, but I've always on the side um, well, with us down for people just to earn a few bucks and um, yeah, it's sort of one thing I've always loved is having puppies around and bred my own too. I probably bred 80 to 100 litres myself, I guess, in my time. And I've probably whelped down maybe 50 or 60 for other people. But probably over the last couple of years, we sort of saw a bit of a, I think um, there was a bit of a market for it, I guess is probably the best way to describe it. And I thought, well, why don't we get a little bit more professional rather than just have it in the old shed out the back with a heater in it and a light in it. So me and Charlie bought a, um, a 20-foot container and we decked it out. We spent about 10000 on it. We got split system air conditioning, the two whelping boxes, video surveillance. Um, she said, uh, Shelley set her um, table up to have all the stuff that she'll need for when the bitches are whelping. And Shelley went, actually went and got a veterinary certificate. So oh, that's when we thought we'll have a bit, bit more of a crack at it. And, yeah, so we haven't even sort of added it on our Facebook page, but hopefully we can sort of ramp it up in the future because there's definitely a, a market there for us. And I think we're good at it. So... Yeah. It sounds promising. We're going to learn a little bit more about that after this race at Warnerville. We just have to get to race number two there. Uh, tipping number one, if you're happy to stay on the line, Calvin, we'll, we'll hold you for a moment longer. Tipping the one, Violet Rose, drawn the inside. I think the two is going to use a little bit of the track by Wormburner. Calvin spoke of the strength of the Wormburners, but yes. I think number one has been well enough back to suggest it's going to go well out of a strong kennel. And we like value, Jimmy Vandermart, and it's we do. about $5.30 at the moment. So let's head to Warnerville race two. Second on the program, green light is on, they're ready. Stand by for a start. They're off. Pretty level line to leave. Violet Rose began well. We'll set off a length and a half in front of Jesse's Brewing second placing. Marshall Gillett to third. Stalking Shadow Blue Spot swept around the outside from Double Princess. Shadow Giblet Joyous Memory. On the turn, Violet Rose the leader challenging Jesse's Brew. Stalking Shadow deeper out with a strong run. Stalking Shadow after Jesse's Brew took the lead. Stalking Shadow on a bit. Oh, that hurts. Brew. That hurts. Leading the whole way. That is just crap, I'll tell you. I hate when that happens. It's like oh, it's like running we've... out. Of, it's like running out of stamina in a horse racing video game or something, James. Where you yeah. just you've led the whole way, you've gone really hard, and you just get absolutely belted on the line. I hate that. Yeah, oh, look, we still feel a place. So if anyone's played each way, I'm sure they'd be happy. But let's nah, swing our attention away. Nah, let's know, leave you, what happened there. Uh, let's leave it at Warnable. You know our philosophy on SEN track. It's winners, and we like filling pockets, and that is just crap. But, yeah, if you took, <laughs> Come on, Johnny. If you took each way, you'll be happy, I guess. Sorry, Judy. 210 top toe. 210 top toe. Calm true. down, Johnny. That is true. You're getting too excited. Hey, let's get back to <laughs> Calvin Russell because that's what this hour is all about. And, Cal, you, you were just saying a moment ago, strike part. You can follow on the socials. How, how do people get on the socials? What do they need? to do and what do they need to search for to find your uh, your setup there we haven't got a we haven't got a website up yet james we're on at just at the moment i'm still learning with this sort of stuff but on facebook is uh strike park racing and whelping um they can find that find us on there um or i think it comes up a lot on my page calvin russell on facebook but yeah so we've got always got room at the moment so i think we've got two girls in there at the moment that have got uh, puppies at feet there so yeah so that but we've got a couple booked in for during the year, so it's looking very good at the moment. I still haven't you know, advertised yet, so it's good. You know, you know what I like, Calv? The fact that you've you've just dropped in the personal one as well. Calvin Russell, that Calvin Russell, make sure the people follow that one, eh? Absolutely. You've got to spread it out there, James. You know what it's like. So. <laughs> no, look, before we let you go, mate, you, you've been, as I said, you've been involved. We learned a little bit about how you got involved in racing, and you've, you've been effectively involved since you were a, a little tacker. Is there one race that, that has stood out over the years that you've said, wow, that, that, that was an incredible race? Or is there 
as well as that, is there one race that you just dream to win as a trainer? Um, yeah, James. Well, I mean, obviously, I've been to the Melbourne Cups, Australian Cups, all that sort of stuff. But as as you well and truly know, I love the coursing and yep. that ever elusive Waterloo Cup. Um, I've got close. I've made a semi, and I've also obviously had a dog called Bear Left, who was sold um, that that I trained, and the owner sold it, and then he went on and won the Waterloo Cup. So that was a bit of a bite on the backside, but. Every year, I sort of look every dog that comes through. Can this dog run three times in a day or six times over a weekend? Can is he quick enough up a straight? You know, and and if I can get customer, if he'll be he's um, going to be aimed at the Waterloo Cup this year. Yep. It's a little bit different this year, being three runs one weekend and three the next instead of six over the weekend. Yeah, and I really believe that suits him because I, that, that third run really take because he tries so hard that third run might just take a bit much out of him. So yeah, is is there one Waterloo Cup you've witnessed that you've just thought was incredible? I was up there for when Aston Bintang just just smashed his rivals throughout the uh, the Waterloo Cup when it was up at Longwood a couple of years ago. And look, the, the times he was running was extraordinary. Has has there been one Waterloo Cup that you know one Waterloo Cup winner that you've just been in awe of? Yeah, well, it, it probably a. a like a, the dog wasn't wasn't expected to win. It was a dog of Russell McRae's. I was actually there at Melton. I think pre post he was like a hundred to one or something like that. And wow. just the emotion Russell the, the emotion Russell showed afterwards. I, I had to walk away because I was starting to really tear up myself. And then I think it realised <laughs> I, I realised what it means to everybody. It's eleven thousand dollar bloody race doing coursing, and yeah. it's still a top, it's still the top of my tree. Yeah, you know? Melbourne Cup million dollar race. You know, Top Gun, all them. Obviously, they're brilliant races, but personally, you know, I really want to aim up at the aim for the Waterloo Cup every year as I try. You know, so. I love that. I love that, Calv. I love the fact that you, you, your number one race to win is a Waterloo Cup. I think it shows such, you know, such humbleness and, and what a great person you are. So I wish you and, and, and all the SEN family, we wish you well. And, and hopefully this year you can win it with Custom Roof if it's not this year or if it's next year. Hopefully you can go back to back, mate. Good luck uh, and thanks for coming on the show. And get that Waterloo Cup home for Strike Park, would you? <laughs> Definitely be trying, James. Thanks, thanks fellas. Tough. Calvin Russell there joining us. We appreciate him giving up his time. A fascinating chat there, Jimmy V. And uh, he is, uh, he's a, a fascinating man, it's fair to say. I, I honestly love that. The fact, you know, whenever you speak to a lot of people, you, straight away it's your Melbourne Cups and it, it, it's those races that are at the top of the tree. And to hear from Calvin and to know it is a Waterloo Cup, it, it's a race that isn't even broadcast on TV or radio. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible to, to show how humble he is. And yep. he's got a very good kennel of dogs at the moment. Custom Roof's obviously right at the top of that kennel. And, and look, hopefully for him, he, he's got a greyhound that can go a long way in winning the uh, the Waterloo Cup. And it must, as, as we heard from him just a moment ago, he sold Bear Left, who then went on, or Connection sold Bear Left when he was training him. He then went to another trainer and eventually went on to win a Waterloo Cup. Mm. So I'm sure that's just uh, just increased the hunger for Calvin Russell and his team to, to prepare a winner. And if you ever get to the court, it is a wonderful day. It's such a pure form of racing. All it is is two greyhounds. They're hand slipped. They're not going from the boxes. They only run about, I think, on average, just over 200 metres. And the fastest greyhound stays in the series. The one who crosses yeah. the winning line first, the other one goes home. So Absolutely. to win a Waterloo Cup, effectively, you need to win six head-to-head match races over a two-week span, and then you crown the Waterloo Cup winner. So it's not nice. easy to do, and there's been some superstar greyhounds, especially superstar coursing greyhounds that have won the Waterloo Cup over the years. Absolutely. Very, very appreciative of Calvin Russell giving up his time. Good on you. You can uh, catch this chat very soon on the podcast as well at SEN Track. Wherever you find your podcasts, and we might even whack it up on at SEN underscore track. Before we take a break, James, 
Race 11 at Warrigal is fast approaching. What are you thinking? I'm keen enough on number three here cooped up. I just think if he if he can get a nice run at them early, I'm, I'm just not sure the the short distance is exactly what he needs. The 400 metres, he's probably better over a slight bit more ground. But the way the way I see the race is the yellow likes to use plenty of the track. The four's got a bit of speed and looks a big chance. And if we were able to, to somehow slide through into second placing early, I think he might show the strength of those recent 600 metre runs, or 500 metre runs, I should say, at Cranbourne. And, and that might be enough to see him get home. So he's a good price each way all day. Number three cooped up for trainer Ian Dan. All right, let's head there now. Come on, Jimmy. This one to get us home. So they're moving in. Race 11 on the card. Last of the Greyhounds are placed away. There's the green light. We're set to go. They're ready. Racing. Sweet about Lily came out fairly, showing pace out one on the track was Go Gem and booting up now was Shady Talks. Shady Talks, the leader from going up on the outside was Go Gem, belt up Dusty. A bit deeper, love a collision back on the inside was cooped up then Sweet about Lily. Well back, Vanilla Shine, Maximum Trina. Around the corner, Shady Talks, the leader. Down the outside was Go Gem, cooped up late on the fence, but it's Shady Talks from cooped up and then came Go Gem. Just off those came Sweet about Lily. With Manila Shine belt up. Was that us, Jim? No. Uh, second, second. Second again. Yeah. I, I knew it was the two of the three. I, um, a big run, too. Oh, well. Big run. Oh, well. Disappointing uh, by the dog, but not a disappointing tip from James Vandermart. He's seeing him nicely, only just missing out. 280 a, a place tonight. here. 280 well, a place. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take that. Absolutely. We'll take I overreacted that. before, didn't I? I mean, we, oh, we, people are still Numerous getting, times today, John. People, numerous times. People are still getting their pockets filled. I shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have reacted that way. But, James, I just like... The maximum value. No. That's what I like. I, I like what you bring to the table because you make sure you mark them hard when, yeah. when I need to be hard marked. And you, you set the bar high. And on SEN Track, on this show, that's what it's all about, setting the bar high. And I must say, I've been high jumping that bar, you know, for the, at least the last 12 months. The last <laughs> three weeks I've been, maybe I've, I've trained off a little bit. I keep, yeah. you know, if it was high jump, I keep whacking into the bar and I'm just not getting high enough. But yep. I guarantee, give me another couple of weeks, we will bounce back. We are resilient, this punting uh, punting game we continue to play at, and I think we'll uh, we'll get back. We've, we've been competitive today. We're consistent. Yes. But we just need to crack it for some more wins. Absolutely. And hopefully, uh, if he arrives in the next four or five minutes, Mitch Abayo will come on and give us a couple of pre-tips before he gets going on the lids fly. John Donahoe, James Vandermark with you. We're going to take our final break. We'll wrap things up on the other side of this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company. Nearly time to wrap things up. Abayo is in the building, but uh, currently just avoiding me. He's just checking out something out the back, but we will get to him in just a moment, James, and hopefully get some tips off him uh, and hopefully ones that are going to win and not finish second as he uh, as he can always do. Um, a great mate, Mitch Abaya, but he'll, um, he'll come in very shortly. He can hear me out the back there, so I know he's uh, he's listening. But uh, 0499 736 736. If you want to join in on the conversation, and don't forget the Lids Fly is coming up with Mitch Abaya, Jason Bonnington, and also... Uh, the great watchdog as well. 0499 736 736. Where do you want to go to now, Jimmy? Yeah, we'll have a quick look at uh, Sandown in just a tick. I just wanted to make mention that Hillsville Festival of Racing that we spoke about recently on the show, it begins on Sunday. So the fields are out now. A couple of heats of the Winter Cup. I think for memory there were two heats. 
Blackpool Flash, clearly, I think, the Greyhound to beat there. He won the Pappy Championship. He won the, the Derby for memory up the straight as well. And I think he's going to be clearly the, the runner to beat in that Winter Cup series. He's drawn box number one. So make sure you stay tuned for that on Sunday. First uh, of, I think, 10 weeks of, uh, of amazing meetings up the straight. So going to be a massive festival of racing there. Obviously, tonight you've got uh, the heats of the McKenna. Terrific racing there. First heat is race five, 20 to eight. Obviously, Mitch Abaya and the team will, will break down the fields uh, a little bit later on on the show. But Sipping Rambo is clearly the runner to beat. He's drawn box number four. He's coming off a recent Sandown Cup win. He, he just got nutted on the line by Hank the Hustler last week. But I don't think you could be too disappointed in that run. He drops back to his, I think, pet distance even though he's a Group 1 winner at 700. I think the 595s is go. Uh, race 6, Christo Bales, the uh, the runner to beat there, drawn beautifully. When I say beautifully, box number 6, he's just a greyhound that can can win him from out wide. He can win him from the rails. He can win them from anywhere. He's, he's an incredible dog. Thought there was a little bit of value in race number 7. Number 7, he's a $21 shot in the form guide, Father Fevos, but on occasions he can lead ping. If he finds the front, he's a, he's a very, very hard greyhound to get by. So he's potentially my on-top selection in what looks a, a pretty hard uh, third heat of the McKenna. So three heats tonight. The series was won by Christo Bale last year, and I think he's a big chance to defend his crown starting tonight. Lovely. Hey, we've got Mitchell Bayer in studio. Hello, Peacock. G'day, mate. G'day, Jim. Hey, Mitchie, I wonder what all that rustling was in there, and it was the peacock strutting his feathers and, <laughs> and getting ready for a big night. Hey, who, who's the best tonight out there at Sandown Park? It looks a pretty even car. There's a couple of good ones later on, but I think Highly Explosive, even in race 11, looks well drawn in box number two. Yeah, I don't mind Highly Explosive. I know there's a few um, followers of the dog reckon it might find a bit of trouble. The three goes pretty hard to the fence, but, um, yeah, I thought it was a big chance Highly Explosive. I'd love to have seen it in the, the McKenna, but not to be. My best tonight was Jarek Bale. I thought that it was going to get the run of the race. Aston Cade is a ground that wants off, and I thought Jarek would be right amongst them. Lovely. All right, we've got, a, we got about my, two. Sorry, go, James. Go. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, mate, my best, I reckon, is race 12, number two, Mustang Charlie. He's yeah, a, love it. He's a serious dog. He's now had a few runs with uh, with Jason Thompson. They've been huge on the provincials. And, look, he can do a few things wrong, but um, if he can reproduce what he did in his first couple of starts at Sandown Park, I think he's going to be hard to beat. He's just so well graded in that that last fifth grade of the night for, for age prize money. One at Horsham impressively. The three normally uses a little bit of the track. So if there's one that I'd be keen to uh, to jump on tonight, it's the Mustang. Mustang Charlie race 12, number two. The best bet of the night, Johnny, at Sandown Park. Love it. Lovely. Uh, Mitchie, you've got a big night ahead with, uh, with Jason Bonington. And with the watchdog, Bonner's again complaining that you keep adding races to his schedule uh, late in the piece. So you're doing oh. some Albion Park or something tonight? We've got to cover Albion Park. You, you yeah. can't not. James would be <laughs> all across how good the card is up there. There's some of the best dogs going around, big races. We've got to cover them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he, he's a man who he doesn't like his, um, well, his schedule being interrupted all that much, James. Old Bonners. Got to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. We, we've we've thrown him out a little bit, but I forgot to mention too that they had great racing tonight in uh, in Brisbane. Mitchie will cover that on the show a little bit later on. You've got the Queensland Cup Heats for the Stayers and the Brisbane Cup Heats for the Sprinters. Some big names up there. I, I did speak to Paula Bella through the week as well in regards to five star. He ran obviously fourth in the field of four last week and he said he just, he just didn't handle the travel up there. So... You know, hopefully uh, second week, second look at the track, he'll go a lot better. He's, a, he's an even money chance to win Certainty. race number three. Absolutely. James Vandermart, thank you, mate. Appreciate it again. Uh, pleasure as always. Good luck, Mitchie. Enjoy the night, Johnny.
Thank you, mate. Mitch Bayer, big night ahead. Thank you for coming in and dropping uh, dropping some feathers in here. Not a worry. You're coming up. In your, and Can't you better wait. get out of that seat because that's Bonnington's seat. This is my seat. No, that's, I'm, I'm told that you. that's Bonnington's seat. He won't like that you're in that chair. Don't go anywhere because we've got a big edition of the Lids Fly. Bonnington, watchdog, a bayer. Doesn't get much better than that. John Donahoe signing off. We'll see you again tomorrow. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.